The team that plays harder, longer. That team's in this locker room right here, okay? I come, I, I come bearing stats. Who likes stats? Fourth down stop on the first drive. Hell of a job. Interception by number 21. Hell of a job. Force fumble recovery by number 43. How about 96? Was it you? Got this big old hand up. One touchdown in that game, and it was on a 94-yard touchdown drive. Offense two for two on fourth down, including bringing the big guy in for the quarterback sneak. Okay, special teams. Corey, 70-yard punt. Two tackles inside the 25 on kickoff. Hell of a job. Come in. And then at the end of the game, at the end of the game, right, who plays harder longer? At the end of the game, they get the ball, they go backwards, okay? Offense gets the ball, they know we're running it, we know we're running it, first down, and then the best play in football, take a knee, all right? Great job. I cannot tell you how proud I am of this team, of these coaches, of this group, of this whole locker room for fighting your off. That is what it is about. I appreciate you guys. Team on three, one, two, three. <laughs>Hey, what's happening, guys? Welcome into your Sunday, Victory Sunday, OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and we are going to share... Um, I, I don't like to always do this, but when the case of a Twitch show after the game, a post-game show covers everything we want to talk about and really has some great discussion built into that about different aspects of the game that, that, that really go into this game and beyond and what it looks like in 23, I think this is an important... Um, important Twitch show to share. So I'm going to share that with you. A reminder, this episode, as are all of the episodes throughout the rest of December up until the 1-1-23 launch date, is brought to you by FanDuel. I'm going to shift you over to the OBR's Twitch postgame show, which is me, Andrew Spade, and uh, Brad Ward. And we, I, I kind of join a little bit into the show, and boy, there's some good topics hit here. I will be back uh, for your Monday, all 22 breakdown, to go pretty in detail on the 13-3 Browns win over the Ravens. It can never be too upset with uh, with a win over the Ravens and moving to 3-2 and two in the division. So, good stuff overall. Hopefully you enjoy this. Like I said, check back in with you Monday. Have a fantastic Sunday, guys. Enjoy this show. We welcome in uh, Jake Burns. Uh, Jake, we, we've talked through a lot of the offensive stuff uh, that we saw from the running game and also uh, – progress in areas from Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. uh, your thoughts overall on the performance of the offense tonight? Um, not great. <laughs> I mean, they went for 283 yards. They didn't turn it over, which is good, right? Like, you know, in this game you're talking, I think you're making a good point, Andrew. You, you, you play the game that's being played. And, you know, when you get up on Baltimore, I was actually a little surprised that Kevin didn't kick that field goal in fourth and one that they ended up, I think, scoring the touchdown in the Peoples-Jones one because I'm like – I mean, how's Baltimore getting in the end zone? I mean, unless they break a long run, but even if they break a long run, it doesn't seem like Gus and J.K. Dobbins have any kind of separation speed. So, like, you know, that that was a little bit of a surprise. But they scored a touchdown. But, again, you know, when Cade 
is doing what Cade does right now. I don't think any aggressiveness on fourth down <laughs> should ever be questioned. Take um, the points. My goodness. Yeah, take the points as if it's an automatic flip of a switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, like, I, they weren't very good. They, they ran it well to close the game. I think losing Clays Campbell helps a little bit. Um, you know, they, they, they figured out some things. They had some nice efforts in the second half. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I guess I can look at uh, how they ran in the first half. Uh, compared yeah. to the second half. So the first half, they only had uh, 43 rushing yards, 31 from uh, from Nick and six from Kareem. So you can do the math that they ended up putting it together pretty well in the second half. Third quarter, they ran the football for 28 yards between Nick and Kareem. And then in the fourth quarter, which is where you want to start churning up carries, Nick ran for 48 yards on nine carries alone in the fourth quarter. So that gives you an indication of where the rushing yards came from. But, you know, um, you know, overall, fine, I guess, fine. I mean, like, the, th- the problem is is that if they don't stay in front of the sticks, they don't have many answers on third down. And, like, yeah. you know, Deshaun is he's, – he's getting better. He's starting to feel more rhythmic. But I don't think in chaos situations he's comfortable yet. So the mm-hmm. eyes are dropping quickly. I thought the Ravens covered pretty well. And it made any third down and five or more like, ooh, it's going to be tough to pick this thing up. The Browns yep. went five for 15 on third downs. I don't have the discrepancy between the short and deep yard third down scenarios, but they weren't very good. So they have to, like, I'm a little surprised you referenced, I, I think, Brad, while I was finishing the article for the homepage, the uh, RPO that ended up going on a, you know, Watson had to throw it at a weird angle because the nickel was blitzing kind of late and slow playing it. Yeah. I don't, they need to incorporate a little bit more RPO creativity. I'm a little weirded out that they were very dense with it against Houston, and all of a sudden they've reeled it way back the opposite direction because right now they're not doing things to kind of create easy yardage. There were a couple nice uh, throws there, I think late third quarter on that long touchdown drive. Yeah. Uh, ended up being like 12 plays, 76 yards where, okay, they got a nice play action uh, almost. I mean, it was like an overstop route, in, you know, deepest pivot I've ever seen. Ramari goes midfield and back to the sideline. But they're just not creating – they're not having open alleys for some chunk plays right now. So we'll break it down more in depth. They, they won, though. They won. They took care of the yep. football. I thought Deshaun hit some nice throws. But overall, they're a third down congestion situation. I don't like how they're handling those third longs. And to your point, Brad, earlier, the predictability of, oh, first down, maybe an incomplete or a short throw, uh, second and eight or more, it's just it's too often a run, and they're putting themselves in third and longs. So. Yeah. That tendency needs to switch up. I don't. I need Kevin to not have a problem throwing six, seven, eight times in a row. And I know that make you mad, some people. But I don't know if you've seen the run game efficiency. It's not very good. They did exactly the formula which you should do, which is run out the clock by giving the football to your running back and beating people down late. Kudos for that. But neutral game situations, they didn't run it very well in this one. They really didn't. I mean, you're talking about 50 yards on like 14 carries. Uh, through through three quarters that's not good enough that's just not good enough to be an efficient offense the way they want to play offense if your passing game is not unique enough yet and it's right now not unique so they're they've got a ways to go but the story of this game is an opportunistic defense you know we'll talk more about that here in just a moment i'm sure but like that's where the game the pendulum swings couple kicks from tucker couple fourth down stops interception and that's where it swings because Baltimore goes for 324 to Cleveland's 283 collectively tonight. So mm. it's not like the Browns are putting up a ton of yards and then Baltimore had three, just three less plays. So it swings on two missed kicks, two turnovers. That's it. But that's again, that's, hey, 
win football games, brother. AFC North, it's December. Win them how you can win them. 13-3, you take that every day of the week against Baltimore. Those are games that we've seen the Browns lose so many times. And it's good. You you, you got to win those games. I don't I don't have overwhelmingly great things to say about the defense, but I thought they made plays when it mattered deep in the red zone, and that's important. So they did it. They deserve kudos for that. Hey guys, telling you again about the fantastic offer coming up from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, which is coming to the Buckeye State at the turn of the year. They're already available. If you go in, sign up, you get $100 in free bets with an early sign-up bonus. Now, again, reminder, you cannot get this offer if you wait around and do it after the turn of the new year when when it's a go-live date for sports betting in Ohio. You have to do it early. You get an early sign-up bonus by using the promo code OBR. Very simple. Just OBR. Get that sign-up bonus, right? Get $100 in free bets. Just have to download the FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app, safe, secure, super easy to use. I already do it for some of the shows that I do on Sundays just to look at lines and give advice. Download that app. Ohio, it's your chance to get in on the action. Join today. Again, promo code OBR. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Again, the disclaimer, 21 and older. Going to be present in Ohio. Bonuses issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1-1 of 2023. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Real quickly, uh, on Watson, before we move on to Mm -hmm. defense or whatever, I thought, like, I don't think, like, he was incredibly better. I just thought he looked more comfortable, I guess, running the offense. And I think he may, like, I don't know. Am I wrong to say that, yeah, he he maybe took some good sacks late in the game, like, where he was in the right frame of mind? Like, he's smarter than some other quarterbacks we've had who will try to squeeze those late. You know, he realized the Ravens weren't going to score. Right, like so, take a sack and don't throw it into double coverage and create a turnover that ends up throwing, you know, losing you the game. Um, I thought a couple times he did a good job of just getting rid of the ball and taking yeah. a sack. The last sack was fine in the in the um, deep in deep in Baltimore territory. I think that's the one Cade pushed to the yeah. right and ended up making yep. it a forty-six yard field goal instead of yeah thirty-five or thirty-seven. But you know, whatever. I'm fine with that one. The one I didn't like was. It was it was it was a second or two or a third and two and they ran left side. Donovan gets called for a hold, and then you're you're sitting there sort of in the in the high forties for a kick, and you have to know 
that the defense is going to be trying to blitz you to get you out of field goal range. And he had a couple options he could have thrown to on now throws off the pressure. So he took that sack. I, I, sure. There weren't many more. I, I don't know how many he ended up with total. The Ravens had, I think, three on the day. The other one was a nickel blitz on play action where Nick couldn't cut over and get to Kyle Hamilton. So I didn't have a bunch of problems with it. I, we'll watch the tape and break down some stuff from Watson. But to your point, Brad, yeah, he, he, yeah he's more comfortable, right? He's, he's not doing some of those things we saw in the first game, putting the ball in the dirt, uh, falling out of under center because he screwed up the snap count. He's making the can calls. He's doing the stuff, the baseline stuff that Kevin does. They're doing it. I need them to, uh, I need them to get more comfortable with each other and get get a little bit more cohesion and try to figure out some open throws. And I need Watson to also throw some tighter windows. Like that's something yeah. that he's always done pretty well. And I think right now he's very like, don't want to turn it over, don't want to turn it over, don't want to turn it over. And I get that, but he's going to have to amp up some of those big time throws and big moments. But you know, he snuck out, got a nice third down run, 15, 20 yard run on that third down and what seven situation. That was a nice yeah. play. Touchdown so drive, yeah, yeah he, he's doing some things. He's coming along. He's coming along, right? He'll, he'll eventually get there. No doubt. Do you um, wish they would force the issue a little more with the passing game? What do you mean by force the issue? Make him throw certain places or what do you mean? Give him that, I guess, I don't know, throw the ball more in general. Um, and then, you know what they threw it 28 times that's kind of the game like to like Andrew said and we were talking about before that's kind of the game that it was right yeah um, but like you know the, I mean he's probably at 28 throws through I mean how many did he throw you didn't he threw one pass in the fourth quarter so if it right. was a closer game he's probably throwing 35 36 times okay you know I mean yeah. I'm with you I would like them to be a bit more diverse on second and long but I do think he's giving him some opportunities. I'd like to see a bit more empty. Uh, I, I, th- I think I'd like to see a bit more stuff that gives him a chance to be creative, per se. But yeah. some of the route concepts have deep throws. He's just not throwing. He's just not quite there yet um, in terms of, like, trusting it, letting it rip. Uh, okay. But, but again, I, I do think, you know, th- 27 throws through three quarters is a, is a decent volume, right? They, they filled out the fourth quarter, 13-3 at that point. We can run it, take advantage of this. They're giving us these opportunities. I'm not an, an all too concerned with the volume of him throwing. I think he just needs to get more comfortable pushing certain throws that he can make. And I yeah. think he'll get there. I do think he'll get there again right now. He's, he's coming back and he's trying to figure out what are my thresholds? What type of throws can I make again? Does my arm have enough to get it here, there, or, uh, wherever? Um, I think, I think he'll get there. Right. I think, I think it'll happen. So uh, I'm not all too worried about um, the, the pairing there yet. Um, there's some decisions from, um, certain situations we can get into a bit later if we want to, but uh, in terms of types of, of play calls in certain scenarios, but um, the third and longs are the biggest problem for me. They got to figure out some answers for third and longs. They got to figure out some answers for nickel blitzes when under center too. That's something that's yeah. driving me a little bit nuts. Teams are sending those slot corners a lot and they don't have any great answers for those. So yeah, there's some stuff they need to still iron out. This is uh, you know, when all is, is sort of honed in, I think, Deshaun's like, like if they say, what's my ideal game for the Browns, right? With this unit, I say Deshaun thrown for 250, two, three touchdowns, Nick running for a hover, hovering about 100. That's your 350 mark. And then you're adding auxiliary yards, 25 scramble yards, Kareem for 25. That's like a 400-yard situation. So that's, to me, where they want to live at with how they, they sort of structure everything. But it's a fluid situation, and that could look totally different next year, guys. It could. So that's sort of my hovering at the, this year. They just didn't make um, – some of those downfield throws. And I don't know, the wind could have been worse than we, yeah. we saw on TV. So there's some stuff there. 
You know, the one thing, Andrew, before I uh, just on this topic and I'll talk yeah. it back to you, I don't mean to take yeah. over or anything. I was just talking about Watson here. Uh, you know, I get the feeling, you know, we talk about or he has this idea around him that he's just a guy that kind of knows how to win games a little bit, like from college and then into the NFL and what, and you see a little bit of that, I think like in today, like he has a, I thought he had a feel of just like, Hey, I know what to do to get out of here with a W a little bit, which I think is a, not a terrible quality to have. So go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. You know, my, my thoughts on this conversation, I think it's a great conversation to be having because this is really, we're, we're, we're kind of getting at the heart of what this team becomes right over the rest of this year. And then into next year, and, and, you know, listening, listening to you two talk about it, the thought that I had is that I don't know that right now this offense looks a lot different if you put in, you know, late season 2020 Baker Mayfield, right? It's, it's, it's enough of the same stuff. And the, the throws that Watson is hitting are the open throws the same way that, that Mayfield would see it open and then rip it. And so the, the question is, it's sort of a two part question. That's fair. Part, part one is, does to Jake's point, does Deshaun start to trust himself more and make those throws that we know that he can make eventually? The other question that I have, and this I'm this is not a reflexive bash Kevin thing, but we know that he is, uh, you know, vociferously anti turnover, and so there's, there starts to be the question of, does he coach the safe decision to such an extent that it it limits the quarterback making those throws from time to time? And, and then when they get into those third and longs, does that inherent conservatism in his offensive philosophy, his overall game management philosophy, impact the way that they're able to, the quarterback is able to go out and make a play in those situations? I'm not saying that I'm, I believe that now, but that these are kind of the two paths that I see, you know, they're, they're parallel paths that the, that the quarterback and the coach, to Jake's point, are going to have to navigate over the rest of this year and into next year. I think that's a very fair point, Andrew. I don't really have a rebuttal to it. I have no yep. evidence to the contrary. Um, and Kevin certainly is a guy who does not like to turn the football over. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I will add on top of it, I don't think they're they're like Baltimore is unique in terms of and, and since he did this last week, they're challenging them with a lot of man coverage. So yeah. I think the thing that they're going to have to do, or at least Deshaun's gonna have to get more comfortable with is putting the football in places against man coverage and, and yep. letting your guy go get it. Um, something Jacoby, I thought, got better at that as the year wore on, gave gave Amari a lot of chances um, and gave Donovan a lot of chances too. So I think that will come. Um, it's 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 a reminder that, like, you know, what kind of coverages has Deshaun seen a lot in his career? Most mm-hmm. of the time in Houston, De- DeAndre, right, uh, with the Cooks group that has been there late in the 2020 season with uh, Fuller, he saw yeah. a lot of zone. So it's it's a bit of a different, you know, not only is it a different offense you're coming into and adjusting to, it's how the heck are people playing it often, mm-hmm. right? It's This isn't just what I ran in 2020 and we haul it in and defenses play it the same way. It's a group of different guys. And I think defenses are doing a nice job of covering. I, I want to try to do a, a chalk talk on Tuesday of these last two passing performances. Now, I think people and i know i wrote on it there were some throws he flat out just didn't find in yep. the, the the cincinnati game that would have pushed him into the 350 territory of throwing had he had he made those throws tonight you guys check me on this if you think i'm wrong i didn't feel a bunch of people open um i thought like i said that one third down sack he had a right now throw to the left side uh, on just a quick little slant square in uh, but but again, I, I didn't watch it tight because I'm trying to navigate my son and doing some different sure. things. And the game wasn't even on in, in 
the dang right, yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't even watch much of the first quarter. The first I tried part, to yeah. yeah, I tried somebody DM'd me and I tried to throw it up on my phone real quick to watch some of it. Um, but but yeah, I, I need to go look at it. I think Baltimore plays unique coverage, press coverage, yeah. and you have to yeah. make throw like you have to make your own plays, right? It's not right. like man, we missed that second read there. You know, like I don't I didn't get that vibe tonight, but we'll go check it out. We just need a bigger sample size too, Andrew, to, to your yeah. point and what we're talking about. You know, I will say two things like commanders, good defense, Saints, mm-hmm. good defense. So they're going to be challenged the rest of the way. And we know Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, it's good defense. So yep. um, no matter who's out there, they just find ways to, you know, mess with you, manipulate you. So we, mm-hmm. we you know, there's not a bunch of pansies. And even the Texans game, the Texans play that unique too high coverage, uh, more cover mm-hmm. two than anyone else in the NFL. So even that's a little bit weird. So I think the challenge goes beyond just Deshaun and that we look at how how Kevin shapes his wide receiver play in the coming future. That's mm. going to be something that is really interesting because right now I feel personally like Brown's receivers are relatively easy to cover. They need to figure out ways, route nuance, different types of things to cut, like add to the playbook that yep. makes like little now screens. Or if teams are going to play off man blitz, mug front you blitz, you got to throw those Green Bay types of like Deshaun can get it, throw it, whip it, sidearm it, get yep. it out there and let two guys block for one and beat them to the sideline type of yards. Mm-hmm. Like they have to add. I think the entire offseason for Kevin Stefanski should be looking around the league and copycatting how yep. teams are picking up cheap yards. That mm-hmm. needs to be something he adds to the playbook because I think you guys would agree with me. Every yard the Browns get feels like it's worth that it. was hard. That yep. was hard. They have to figure out ways to get cheap yards, man. They have got to because every 283 found tonight, and again, Baltimore, great defense. They always play great defense, but that was a hard 283. So they need to figure out some ways to start, hey, how can we get a cheap seven? How can we get a cheap four that doesn't involve ramming Nick or running on second down? Like They've got to figure out some ways to add route diversity to what they do because I think when corners, safeties, backers scout the Browns, it's like, hey, man, when he's in the slot, they run four routes. And these mm-hmm. are the four routes that they run. If he's in if he's in bunch and they stack up and they go motion and tighten, stack these two guys, this is it. And I feel like teams are sitting on a lot of what they're doing. And if it's mm-hmm. not, if it's not Amari creating something crazy with a release or something, typically, I mean, you guys tell me there doesn't feel like a lot of people wide open. Like the Amari big gainer tonight was on a uh a just a, I think he was in the slot on a on a sort of deeper uh, deeper slant, five-step slant. Nickel that was blitz. nice to see. Yeah, that yeah. was nice. They caught him in the blitz at the right time. That that was a nice, you know, chunk play. But we haven't seen Browns running in space enough. So, and that's why I love that the route from 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 Donovan down there in the goal line scenario where they ran that sort of like a pivot return. Like, oh, okay, give me yeah. something different because you could see that Baltimore is like, okay, he's going to run a flat. He's, he's, if, if 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 Donovan's the number two here, it's going to probably be some sort of slant flat, something or the other. He's going to slant. And I don't, I don't know if this was planned. Designed. He yeah. might have done that on his own because typically what you do is if you run a slant, you work back. Or sorry, a flat route. You can't just stand there, brother. You got to do something. You can either turn up field or you can, can pivot back inside and try to get underneath the curl flat defender, and, and it would look good. I, I don't know if I want to give Kevin credit for that, but I think like <laughs> big. I, I mean, I, I really don't. I don't know if I want to. No, I, I hear you. Um, it's very kind of. I don't know they, if you meant just to do that or he just yeah. did it on his own. <clears throat> they need to add some diversity to what they do because I th- I just think yeah. it's very, very predictable right now. And I'm not saying I can tell you what the predictable is, but I think defenses who sit down and spend their entire week mapping this out early week, I think they're handing their secondary 
here when they get an empty, here's what they do. And they have a yep. good feel for it. When yep. they get 12 personnel, you know, two by one, this is what it looks like. Here's the routes you're typically going to get. And most of the time it feels like defenses are pretty on top of it. So I think again, and this goes to a conversation I'm sure I'll have a lot leading into the offseason and in the offseason. Hey, who around the league is getting cheap yards and how the hell are they doing it? And how can we get that done here? Because we have a quarterback that can catch it and get rid of it. I have a mobile quarterback. You know, like tonight, how many times do you feel like Watson was spiking the ball on screens? Like the Raiders are just sitting on it. They have a feel for it. So like it's a for- formation thing that they feel it out. They, they know it's coming. So that's just little stuff that my mind is watching. I think Kevin's offense is a baseline great offense. But now you're going from – I how like I'll shut up after this sentence – how the, the this this offense is built around like the perfect the perfected version of it is in San Fran right now. It's almost yeah. quarterback. It doesn't even depend on the quarterback. Yeah. We're going to create things person. for you. Now you have somebody who's supposed to be an elevator mm-hmm. at quarterback. So how do we take this offense from being quarterback dead to the quarterback now makes it better? Like that's right. what they need to figure out. What things can we add to make it that way? So that's sure. it for me. Great yep. point. Um, uh, two things uh, yeah, ahead, I thought uh, real quickly in the chat, they mentioned it a couple times and I thought that there were opportunities for Deshaun if he really wanted to, to tuck it and run more tonight uh, mm-hmm. that he passed up a little bit. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a, you know, whatever. And I would just say to your comment, which I think is a really great point, Andrew, about the offense last year and and that stuff. And, you know, you know, maybe handcuffing guys or whatever. I think that when we've seen this offense at its best, we've seen Baker Mayfield let it go when he felt like he could in 2020. And I thought we saw Brissett do the same thing earlier this year at times. So I think when it's working right, I don't think they feel like that. I guess that would be my rebuttal. I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. I, I, and I don't, yeah, again, it's not a, it's not a question of, you know, that, that, that's what I think is happening. It's more a question of, you know, that's, it's a tendency and you have to kind of, you have to kind of supersede it. And I, you know, I think, you know, Jake, you bring up another interesting point, which is, do they, do they look, you know, if we, if we get past the, whether or not Kevin's going to be back conversation and assume that he is, then does he look to add a little bit more diversity to his, uh, to his, you know, offensive coaching staff to try and bring some of those people actually inside the building rather than just, you know, uh, scouting it out, out on tape. So, Something certainly I think, to watch. I think Kevin. I think Kevin could use that. I really do think yeah. he could use it's. It's third year in the system that he's running, and I do think they could use. Hey, this what this guy was an analyst in San Fran, right? What does he see? Like that we're bringing this guy in, or this guy was. I mean, I'd be. I would be trying to find unique places around the league that have worked with great quarterbacks, or. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of anybody else like that, that's outside the norm. Maybe even you could think of someone who's working with McDaniel right now. Not that the Browns can really replicate what you're no. doing with Tyreek and Waddle, but like you can take some wrinkles from that, right? They're doing some really fun sure. fullback stuff there, right? I mean, from the gun and creating some space that way. But you're right, Andrew. They should they should be branching out some people that they bring in to break and challenge them on things. Like, hey, why are we yeah. doing it that way? Um, we did it this way here, there, or the other, and it was really successful for us. So why don't we try doing this? And I would try like hell to find somebody connected to Deshaun in 2020 and see how can we, how can we get a voice who he was familiar with there and knew exactly how they implemented things there to uh, just be a voice of reason for what we're trying to do here, because they're three years deep, same Mm -hmm. group, a lot of the same players on offense. 
and it feels like teams have a really good feel for what they're trying to do. And there's still some blow up games. They, they play some great games on offense. We've seen them be a really highly rated EPA team. I think they're probably going to finish in the high teens, early twenties based on how rough things have been after the bye week So it's not like we can look back on this at the end of the year and say, this was some elite offense. They had a hot stretch, eight weeks of hot stretch football there, but they have not really been very good after the bye. So now it's like, okay, how do we fix that? How do we not have hot starts? Cause they've had some, some starts that have been pretty good the past years. How do we then elevate into the portions of the schedule that really matter? So yep. um, great point, Andrew, they need, they need to, they need to look outside the box of what they're, they have a very rigid box right now. How do mm-hmm. we get outside of that? What other perspectives can we bring into it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So uh, that's a lot on the offense. And it's I think it's good because, you know, we, we've kind of been talking about since Watson returned. This is as much about 2023 as it is about the next few games. So a lot of good thoughts there on on where the team goes over the next few weeks. And then also uh, bigger picture questions that we're still wanting to see answered either this year or into next year. Uh, but let's talk about the defense because the you know the defense had a very strong game. Part of that is uh, playing a backup quarterback for the Ravens, who you know is a limited player in a lot of ways. Um, I think also the Ravens' offense without Lamar Jackson is uniquely limited uh, because of what Lamar does, how much of the team he is, uh, especially on offense. Um, and and so there's some, there's some mitigating factors there, but overall a good defensive performance. They turned the ball over, which is kind of their calling card when they play well if they're playing well it's because they're turning the ball over um they also you know picked up a few sacks there the downside uh run defense is still mostly non-existent and you know jake you kind of mentioned it earlier if jk dobbins ran a little bit faster 40 you know th- this game looks a lot different because he was Andy, he was what the hell are thinking what, what is greg roman thinking you want to complain about kevin stefanski I'm like my oh goodness, absolutely man. yeah yeah like, and and i'm not talking about you i'm just talking about like no, anybody sure. like yeah. any yeah, yeah. any time that they did multiple pullers from a variety of different angles whether they were getting patrick ricard moving or pulling mm-hmm. guard tackle like they were just gashing cleveland and starting up the you know a path in the interior and pushing out wide following pullers Dobbins ran 13 times for 125, 9.6 a carry. You got Gus Edwards, seven for 55, and they threw 30 times. I don't know what I don't know what Joe Woods is doing. Like they Jedi mind trick Kyle Allen into 36 attempts down in Houston, right? Like they've got Tyler Huntley throwing 30 times in a game that they ran for almost 10 yards a carry. 
when they yep. ran the ball, the correct schematic uh, decision. Like yep. I cannot fathom how they didn't just do it over and over again. And it's not like they were facing the, the scoreboard being flipped on them for very long. Like they just needed yep. to score a touchdown. They scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. You had a chance to, to get one more shot with the, with the kicker like Tucker. So like, I really don't know, man. I don't leave this this game feeling like, oh yeah, defense figured it out. It was nice to see Denzel Ward make a play. Like I really liked seeing Denzel jump a route. That was great. Thought John was opportunistic on a couple, but there are going to be some ugly run fit videos tomorrow. Uh, missed tackles that were in the mix of that. I thought again, passing was there fine, but remind, reminder, guys, like they held Lamar to ninety four yards in Baltimore throwing. So like they done this twice, but they, but again, this could be a part of their ploy, like. We talked about this, Brad, in our pod before. Um, yeah. that, that hey, the, the Browns actually did a pretty good job on the Ravens the first time, but they gave up the long punt return that gave the Ravens the ball at like the 20 yard line, and they gave up that, yeah. that strip sack. Calais got Jacoby Brissett down inside Cleveland's 20, and that resulted in touchdown. That's a 23 20 loss. And like Tucker made all of his field goals that day, and they lose that way. So, you know, I, I, I guess like I don't. <laughs> And I want to give the Browns credit. Like you should never give up 10 yards of carry to any running back ever. I just thought they were bailed out by Baltimore doing some really, really goofy stuff that they didn't need to do. Like Tyler Huntley should have thrown like 15 times, man. Like that's all the more they needed to throw. And um, he missed some that were open too on top of that. So again, but kudos to the defense. I'm not here to bury him. They gave up three points. They created turnovers Great to see Jordan Elliott get his arm on a football and block a field goal. Like, I mean, nighttime God, Browns, huh? nighttime Browns, Ravens. I got some PTSD after the kick six walk off all those years ago. <laughs> it was nice to see the Browns block one. So they deserve credit for that. They 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 did their job, so to speak. Uh, I know John Johnson and um, uh, Jadevian Clowney both left with injuries. We'll see what the nature of those are over time. But, I mean, they gave up 324, but they created two turnovers. A huge That interception from Denzel was huge at that moment. Yep, yep. And then John's punch after another long catch that would have put the ball out near midfield. Those you got to give him credit for that, but those are not things you can bank on all the time, right? Those right. are not, you know, turnovers are uh, they're fickle uh, in this, yeah. this league. So uh, I just didn't feel like they did a very good job defending the run. We'll look at why. We'll see if they didn't commit the resources necessary. But uh, I don't leave with any less vigor in my take of where this defense goes next year than we yep. did coming into it. But I can pat him on the back and say, kudos, right? Kudos. The special teams was, was outside of Cade was pretty good. They covered kicks well. They uh, they did a good job holding, snapping, blocking. I thought they punted it well. I um, mean, in, in all of that too. So you take away Cade's like shank kicks, I guess. Like I don't mind Cade missing kicks, even the push right. I don't totally hate, but you can't. He's got some shit. Like you can't. He's missing. Like you put me out there on the field. I'm going to kick that thing like he did. Like and he's yeah. done that three yeah. or four times this Couple year. Times. So yeah. Yeah. those are like that's a different conversation. But I'll let you go on defense, Brad. I just I thought they deserve credit. Pat on the back. But this isn't any different than it has been all year. They just got some some stops when they needed to and created turnovers when they haven't always been creating them. Yeah, uh, they made the they made winning plays. You know when they had to um they did they tightened up in in the red zone and listen i don't really care about evaluating this defense because in my mind joe woods is gone so i don't really know what we get out of evaluating this defense as a whole other i mean individuals sure Uh, you know i think it's totally worth evaluating individuals on this defense but like 
their uh, ability to stop the run as a whole, I'm not like I don't expect this the you know the front of this defense to be back next year. Uh, it shouldn't be right. The interior or uh, you know in in the scheme will probably be different. So I don't know what I really. You know, yeah, they got chunked in the running game again, but I don't really think that's going to change a whole lot, right? Uh, so I don't. They did. They made some play. I thought Grant Delpit played a good game. I think that's worth noticing. I think he was flying all over the place and made some good plays. Um, he does gamble too much in the run game a little bit, uh, but I mean, he comes up and hits and tackles well. Uh, he's physical, right? Throws his body around, and and you know that's been the case all year. But I thought particularly today he played pretty good. Um, so like I said, I, I don't know what we get out of really breaking down what they're doing, you know, as a whole defensively, um, at this point, because I don't expect that staff to be back. So yeah, where I'm at. The only thing I would say to that is, is just, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable from, from where I said, I'm not comfortable counting on that yet because yeah, I, me neither. I, I'm not either. I, I just I and I think it would be different if the people in charge were different, but I think the way that they have approached this thing since they got here has been patience to a fault in a lot of cases. And uh, yeah. it, you know, Mike Prefer had a very strong case to be fired after last year, a very strong case. Okay. Uh, you know, because he he had predated Kevin Stefanski and um and and had shown nothing. And he, he got another year. And so, I, I Brad, I, I agree with you. I mean, we are all three of us on the same page about what should happen. But um, it's it's a lot like what they ended up doing, I mean, to their credit, with Baker Mayfield and another player like Austin Hooper last year. But in both of those cases, until I saw it happen, I didn't believe 100% it was going to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I mean, you can't really call the Watson move a patient move. Uh, no, you're absolutely organization. right. That's you're a absolutely win right. at all cost win now move. So I, I think you need to act accordingly uh, after. But you're always going to act out of desperation at quarterback, right? Like, I think the thing I'm worried about is, are they going to play results? The, 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 again, the last three offenses they play, guys, not good. So there's a I chance. These things replicate themselves. Exactly. I, I hope, Brad. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I know, I know you guys do. think so, but yeah. I think they're yeah. past the point. Like it, they have to look at themselves in the mirror and like there's a you're going to say things I totally agree with. I, problem yeah. if they can't look at themselves in the mirror and say we're not willing to make the decisions to make this yeah. team better and this defense hurt us. Like that's why I'm like shine the light on Jeff Howard. You know, yeah. shine the light on everything defensively. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I don't, I think they've already made the decision. You guys don't, I understand where that comes from completely though. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to believe it. I do. I, I'm just a believe it when I see it in this scenario sure. and I hope they don't play results over process because tonight was a results thing. The process, I didn't think the process was any cleaner. I didn't think that they were any more effective. Um, you know, even, even with Tyler Huntley, they create in the first down, they converted four third downs of seven or more. One right. was in a penalty situation. The other three were the completions. I was flip shovel, another throw that is created to first. I'm like, yeah, I, um, you know, and especially the, 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 the throw with 17 seconds left. You, you should be, you should be, in my opinion, manning up everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is a nice player, but he can be covered in man coverage and they give up a hole in zone and cover and look like cover eight to me that they just gave up a hole. And it's like, okay, now they get to kick field goal. It's like, I just, yeah. I just, I hope you're right. I hope we're all, we all say the same thing. 
Yeah. I want to believe that we're all right about this. I cannot imagine. I'm not the smartest human being in the world, um, but I don't know how you can look at it and feel any different. If they don't do that, I've made it very, I mean, I spent 50 minutes with Jordan Zerm earlier this week yeah. on this topic. If they don't yeah. do it, I've got problems. And I, mm-hmm. I because like, yep. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Howard uh, it, it put himself in a body bag this week. Like they are, <laughs> they are doing this to themselves. And I didn't see yep. anything tonight. That's like, that's it. They solved it. They did this, this, or this, like they didn't take away what the Ravens are most comfortable doing. The Ravens still ran it for 10 yards of carry almost. They just got lucky that for some reason, Greg Roman's like, we're going to let Tyler throw 30 times. I can't I, I, even, I, it's, I can't it's even not even, yeah, it's not even up for Jake, discussion. It's I just, can't even yeah. fathom that they are, would still be evaluating them like yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? One like would that think, the Brad. guys One would, think. would be I'm sitting there and saying, what are, you know, oh, we need to take a real good look at what Joe does this week. Like, I can't believe that's going through any of their minds. I, that just would, blow that would you know shock me i would be shocked but i don't know i maybe i'm crazy i gotta see it i gotta see it they haven't let go of anybody haven't let go of anybody and again i under i've already covered this so much but like i get it 2020 you go to the playoffs you do historic things in the franchise you're probably not gonna let go of anybody totally get it but the way last year went Mm. for several spots early on offense even issues on offense i thought to not even remotely shake anything up and i'm not talking i i've explained why i would have kept joe woods i've already talked through that but like some parts of it for like chris kiffin to be gone and then come back yep exactly exactly like there's just there's some interesting things here and we've talked about this andrew and i have kind of in slack talked about this over the course of months where if they have to bring somebody in that's not on the run they typically will bring a guy in that they've already had in before right in some they just really lean to familiarity and this is completely different. This is the the absolute antithesis of who they've been for the last decade. So exactly. maybe they deserve a little bit more like, okay, trying something different. I Like I can get on board with that a little bit on some levels, but now you're three years into this experiment. And I think the holes in the ship are very, very obvious. And if you can't, I don't want you to patch one of those little uh, made-for-TV slap the old leaf pad on there. I don't want that. I don't want them to just fire Jeff Howard and bring in a new defensive secondary. Uh, they, they call him his pass game coordinator on defense. They have to overhaul that side. I also prefer they overhaul specials, but I'm not as diehard about that as I am about defense because I don't think specials, even the worst of the worst, swing Matters games all much. that much. Right. I don't like pre performances i'm in line with moving on but to me i know it's like if someone's tuning into this thing and they're like these jack idiots are talking about a three-point result and they're talking about defense and moving on from guys but i hope you understand what we're where we're coming from with this because this is this is weeks into the making and tonight the results of tonight were greg roman issues to me more than anything else because Mm -hmm. that what they found was they were very exploitable issues in the defense and like um yeah anyway like my thought is like okay hey we'll slap some uh some what is that name of that stupid product i can't think of the name of it that the guy flex just seal? Was it something that like that a great call out andrew it is flex seal if they just say well we're just going to replace jeff howard because he gave this terrible interview and maybe people will think this is enough no they need to overhaul it they need to overhaul it and um yeah that's where we're at. We're in line with this. The OBR has been, I feel like, in line with this for a fantastic amount of time because I think we see it. But 
they got to prove it. They got to prove it because they have not shown uh, a propensity to do this. And um, I think I think three years though is a very very fair NFL yes. sample size yep. to figure out what do we need to do going forward with X Y and Z still here to make it uh, better. So you know that that's where I'm at. And I'm not calling you wrong, Brad. I'm not saying that you, you they might have already made this decision. They really yep. might have, but right. we don't know. And until yeah. we know, no, we don't. Yeah. until we know, it's like, all right, you know, because like I said, they, they, two, two, three terrible offenses are looming and yeah. they could play well. And it's like, yeah. well, look at two years in a row, baby, fix this thing by the end of the year. Maybe this fourth year. That's crazy. Right from the like, that's just, I know like, it's crazy. That's, insane. But that's, that's, that's insane. where, that's what, that's what, well, we could, but, that's what we could see. You know, that's what, I mean, a, a guy like Pete Smith is saying on, on Twitter, basically is saying that they went young this year on purpose with the idea that they're going to coach these guys up for next year and, and add more veteran talent. And love Pete. I, right? Great. We see a lot of things the same. I keep, he's making excuses for Joe. I love Pete. Lo- I can't, no, I, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, know. you know, we're talking about ways they could see it. That's one way they could see it. I, again, love Pete. I yeah, would tell him this. We've had arguments about Joe Woods many times. Um, I just smart, listen, smarter, 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 smarter people who cover defense than myself send me messages pretty consistently about what on earth is going on. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see if the, the right decision is made. And that, that decision, the ramifications of said decision, one way or the other, could have massive, massive ripple effects throughout the yep. organization. And I know it is going to play a huge determination into the long-term viability of what I think the head coach is yeah. and can do here. Like, yep. like, like I think I'll say, this is my last Kevin on it. We can get off this topic. I, yep. I think if Kevin had any like hesitation in making this move, I think that he would get a pretty nice nudge from the people that, that hire him to yeah. make a encourage the correct decision to be made yeah. here. Yeah. As long as they don't try to make it for him. They, I don't want anybody. If you arrange, if you do the worst thing you can do in any business is arrange marriages. Yeah. And right. if they say, Hey man, we're firing Joe because we don't want him here anymore. And we're going to bring in your DC. That's like, this was my argument with Hugh Jackson. I said, mm-hmm. you aren't going to let Hugh pick his OC. I'm all about encouraging people to, Hey, you got to do this or that. Yeah. But I'm going to let you hire your guy. Totally cool with they that. They let Kevin hire his guy. I'm all, I'm all in. But if like they're going to try to overrun, then they, they they don't trust Kevin. They need to fire him. I'll just say right. that they would just have like if you're there and you don't believe in him, you'd fire him at that point. But like we're not there. They won 13-3. This is a happy day. <laughs> happy days, good stuff. Um, you know, I don't know if Brad covered this before I got back in. Uh, you know, kind of kind of walking or getting that article up. But um, you know, obviously, I think if if they win out. It's very plausible. They win out these three. It is. It's very plausible. They're they're, they're fighting with three teams for the wild card. It would be the Jets, the Chargers, and the Patriots. Two of those games looming really, really large because two games they (laughs) – it irks me to no end that they lost those two games. But it feels like um, I haven't seen the schedule of those teams. Actually, I think our own Jack Duffin put it into a chat here, so I'll read those to you guys real quick, and then we can just kind of – be you know uh, go through and talk about what we think about whether they'll have an outside shot here so the teams remaining for um those uh, the rest of the teams competing so i know jack put in there it is so pats are seven and six they go vegas cincy miami buffalo that's pretty tough three of those yeah, four are pretty three. tough 
Buffalo's fighting for the one seed. Miami's still trying to get in. Since he's fighting for the division, Vegas, you know, they got Devontae and they could Jacob, Josh Jacobs, they can win any game. Jets have Detroit, hot. Jacksonville, playing good football. Seattle, tough. Miami. You know. Two and two. Yeah. Tennessee, uh, Chargers have Tennessee, tough. Not playing that well of late, tough. Indy, eh. Rams, eh. Denver, eh. So Chargers feel like they're in. Can you get the Jets and Pats to just absolutely fold and win out? Get to nine and eight. That's your that's your path. You need those two teams to win just one of their remaining games, and you yeah. have an outside shot. So well, it's not impossible. Collapse, right? Because is it all three? Well, it, maybe the, it is. The Bills slash Dolphins get one of the wild card spots, and the Bengals slash Ravens get the other one. And there's three total. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So you need the Chargers to just absolutely collapse. Yeah. You, you might need a, a Justin Herbert injury as much yeah, as I so don't. You got you got like Pats that. and Jets tough schedules yeah. you need i could see both of those teams having really tough finishes but yeah. the chargers having tennessee indy rams sup baker rams and Denver. <laughs> yeah the, the, the chargers winning that dolphins game really really hurt the chances <laughs> where, of this it did. It where did. it gets weird is when you get multiple teams tied uh and the tiebreaker isn't changes to something else yeah. besides right. your head to head. And I think that's where it gets goofy I and see. where some of these percentages get uh, crazy. So that would increase the Browns chances because the head to head favors them. None of the times, none of yeah, the, the times, the but if you get multiple teams great. tied, it yeah. goes to something else. I believe I right? think it goes to conference record. Doesn't it? Yes. I was hoping it was it rushing yards to... allowed. Oh, and as long as it's not that big, it's <laughs> not going to work out. Well, I mean, no, if they're, like, they're, the, they're the giving, most, oh, yeah, 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 deadlock. Hey, it's fun. We'll, we'll play this game as it goes. There, there's still, yeah. I mean, there's still a chance. So, you know, why not talk about it? But, but, uh, yeah, here, here's 13, your rooting three. guide real quick for this weekend. If you're, if you're listening, uh, okay. you want, you want Buffalo to beat Miami. Yep. Zero, zero, first quarter as we record. That's the first one that will help us. So this is at New York Times every week. The Browns win out. They go up to a 3% chance. So Sup. Let's uh, go. Yeah. Uh, but if the Bills win, the Cowboys were to beat the Jaguars, the Lions were to beat the Jets, the Raiders were to beat the Patriots, and somehow the Titans were to beat – well, not somehow, but if the Titans could beat the Chargers, you they would jump up to like 20-some percent. Yep. Just FYI. Okay. Yep. I mean, and and they, can't, all... they cannot be eliminated, so – yeah. We live to fight another week. It's like yep. the, uh, the 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 odds are to the left, and it's like you just can't stop looking at them. You know, you're just peeking. Don't want to, but you're peeking at them. So, hey, good win, though, man. Really good win, 13-3. It's always nice to beat the Ravens. It's always nice yep. to beat And it feels like, you know, I don't know if things are going to change for the Ravens over time. You know, Lamar is uh, probably going to be locked in there through franchise tags or whatever they go with. They play them tough, though. They really don't find themselves. I think you and I talked about it, Brad. They've been playing them tough outside of Stefanski's first blowout in his first game coached, where they got mm-hmm. beat. The, the, they got bludgeoned down there and uh, and over in Baltimore. They have played them close, and I, I feel like that's really encouraging. You know, for for a team that you know, like I know Baltimore is going to be there, and I know Cincy's going to be there, and I feel like they play those two teams pretty tough so yep. you know get some things in line into next year and you have a real chance like it's it's very much in play to you can see the like that's the best this is the best of the best for Cincy. this is the best of the best for baltimore i know baltimore is not with lamar but like they had bateman the first game the browns should have won that game right so like you know um it's right there it's right there man 
I mean, yep. this off season is just so huge, Andrew, mm-hmm. Jake. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. is. It's just so critical, right? Like, they, I feel like they can get so much done in one off season just because of what failed them this year is pretty obvious to me. Yep. Yep. I, I think that's kind of where we started, you know, talking about the, the missed opportunities earlier in the season and, and how they're hurting them down the stretch and how much more meaningful this game could have been. But, Jake, to your point, if they beat the Steelers last game of the year, which, I mean, they, they should. Let's just be honest about that. Yeah. Um, they would be 4-2 and two in the division. And I, I said that to Brad earlier. That is typically winning football if you can win most of your divisional games every year. So that's a, even in a season that is, you know, a lot of the expectations haven't been met. That's one bar they could still pass. And, and obviously, if they went out there, they're above 500. And, and that's, you know, considering where they had been at points in this season, that would be an accomplishment at this point, too. Yeah, and I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I know that we would have to dig on this, and maybe we can do it and get off the show and tweet about it or something. But if they got to 4-2 and two in division, I couldn't think of many times they've been 4-2 and two in the division. Even if you look at um, 2020. 2020 season, maybe they were 4-2 and two in the division that year. I'll have to look at it. But like, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, so they were 0-1 when they dropped the first game to Baltimore, 1-1 with the win over Cincy, 1-2 they lost, blowout loss in Pittsburgh, 2-2. Two and two. No, they were three and three in the division. Yep. Yeah, they lost both to Baltimore that year, right? Yeah. Three and three in the division. So they haven't been four and two in the division in a long time. So right. that would be a good step. Be a good yep. step, man. Yep. So uh a lot to look forward to, uh, even as you know, uh the season winds down here for the Browns. But uh, as Brad has said, if uh six different things go their way, they have a one in five chance of making the playoffs after this week. So uh for Brad Ward, for Jake Burns, for Ian McBride behind the scenes. Thank you to all of you for joining us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday night for the Monday Rewind. I forgot it was Saturday for a moment. Uh, enjoy a full day of Sunday football tomorrow. We will see you on Monday night for the Monday Rewind. And, of course, there will be full coverage of this game on the OBR. There already is. And uh, and a full week of shows uh, here on uh, YouTube or Twitch, wherever you're joining us. We appreciate your time, and we will see you again soon. Go Browns. Go Browns. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.